You know, one of the things that I've been learning through this time is that I would rather be under the judgment of God than have the mercy of the wicked. As our good friend Marcus Pittman always says, the mercy of the wicked is cruel. But I'm finding that even in times of judgment, like with the coronavirus, that there's grace and mercy that God has where he is revealing and showing us our shortcomings, our downfalls, and ways that we can repent and turn to him. And it is just a great place to be when you are submitted to him, even in times like this, because there can be grace and mercy to be found. If only we would repent. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show, liking it, commenting, subscribing on the social media sites. You can find me How to Build a Tent on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all the above. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HTBT in a memo field to get tons of great benefits. That HTB mug right back there. Hey, look, my finger landed right on it. If you're watching, be impressed. If you're listening, just trust me that I pointed without looking behind me, and it landed perfectly right under, and I can't do it the second time. As go over there and support us to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus in every area of life. Today, I want to talk about some doctors that are using their profession to share wisdom. And it's been refreshing to hear because we have heard a bunch of foolishness. We are being led by fools because as we've talked about in previous shows, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and our leadership, the people in authority do not fear God for the most part. And so they are fools and they act foolishly oftentimes. So we need to pray for them, that for them to repent along with ourselves, our churches, our families, and individuals, that we would truly be seeking God and that he would heal our land and that he would grant us wisdom on what to do and how to please him and be blessed and experience eternal life. Not just have it as a guarantee when we die, but also the quality of life that was found being filled with his spirit. So that's been my prayer, and I hope that's what you've been praying for along. And I want to talk about education today. Because it's really interesting. And this kind of sparked from a conversation I had yesterday with my neighbor. We were smoking cigars and drinking some scotch. And, uh, man, we've been doing that the last month or two. Uh, Shout out to you because you do watch the podcast, which is kind of awkward having your neighbor watch a podcast. But, yeah, no, it's good. It's good times. Uh, We have really great conversations, even though we don't always agree about everything. And I just really enjoy it. Uh, But don't tell him that if you ever run into him. Um, So that's what we're going to get into today. For before we get into that, though, I want to talk to you about Marco Polo. This is a cool app. Uh, my wife's cousin was sharing it with them, and it's a way where you can leave a voice message to a group, and you can comment and you can respond to it with a voice message as well. And I thought it'd be cool to do it for how to build a tent. And what's different about it is that I put a video, an intro video, and you can send me a video, but you're not just sending it to me; you're sending it to everybody in the group. So we're going to have a discussion place. You may. Uh, be right now in a place where you're looking for more ways to connect with people. You're feeling a little isolated. This is a great opportunity. But also, if you are somebody who wants feedback on a business idea, you want a topic to be discussed by the community, instead of just direct messaging me or emailing me, which you're still more than welcome to do, and where I'm the only one who sees it and will respond to you, this is a platform where you can leave a voice message, you can leave a video where everyone can see it and everyone can respond. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes of that. Go over to the link that's in the show notes, download the Marco Polo app, 
And uh, yeah, let's get that going on. It'll be really great. I'm looking forward to the different videos and seeing what uh, guy, you guys want to talk about and the discussions that come from that. So it's kind of like a Facebook community group, but to the next level where it's a video, video messaging. Um, so that'd be really great. I, you've probably seen this around. I've shared it on my Facebook and my Twitter. The Dr. Erickson briefing. It's a YouTube video. And again, go to my Facebook, go to my Twitter. If not, you've probably seen it around. But it's a doctor from Kern County, which is central central California, where Bakersfield is, which is not a pretty place to be whatsoever, and uh, surrounding cities. But Bakersfield is pretty much the big one in Kern County. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's Fresno in Kern County, but that doesn't matter. And him and another doctor were being interviewed by somebody that I wouldn't necessarily even say was believing them or supporters of them because there was a lot of pushback. And it sounded like there was actually two or three people in the background that were pushing back on him. But it was really refreshing to me. And I have a hunch that they are Christians because at one point they referenced uh, the isolation laws or the, oh, what's the word for it when you, hey, babe. My wife's listening. I can just ask her so I don't sound really stupid. Um, quarantine laws. That's it. See, I didn't even need to ask her. I just, just saying I needed her and it popped into my brain. Thanks for the help, babe. The, the doctors mentioned the quarantine laws from the Old Testament regarding leprosy, and they brought that up. Now, I think it's a pretty safe assumption that if you in top of mind is quarantine laws from the biblical era... You probably are a Christian because I don't know too many doctors who are going to reference quarantines in biblical times and what God prescribed for quarantines in their briefing for their advice and their recommendation. So uh, no wonder that this was full of wisdom. And what they do is they break down the data, the actual data that we have. And they also, which... I'll just say this about the data, is it proves and shows that the data we have so far is closely related to the same death rate and infectious rate as the flu, which how many people push back on people like me, and I'm sure some of you who were saying this is just like the flu. This is going to be just like, no, it's not like the flu because people are asymptomatic or no, the death rate's much higher. Uh, well, it turns out it's from the data we have so far, it looks like it's the exact same thing. And they go on to also talk about how the Stanford study and all and these other studies were showing this as well. And they've been looking at all the data from all these different places and they're practicing medicine. And they're, and they're talking about the negative side effects or the negative consequences, the secondary and tertiary. I think that's how you say it, the third effect, tertiary effects that that we're having. And one of them is that it lowers our immune system when we are not out in the world. And I just find this very fascinating because somebody, one of you listeners, shared an article with me about this hairdresser who was saying she wants to go back to work. I love what I do and would do anything to be back in my salon. She's a hair, hair salon, salon, barber, I don't know what you call ladies. But I don't feel safe as of right now. And the irony of this, and this is what Dr. Erickson, Erickson was saying, was that the more you are out in public, the more you are touching people, the more bacteria and viruses that you get on you that are good. There are good bacteria. There are good viruses. And it helps you build your immunity. So 
when you are isolated, when you are social distancing, you are lowering your immune system. And they actually are warning in this video that there's going to be a larger outbreak of people getting sick because all of our immunities have been lowered from this isolating and social distancing. And isn't it just so funny that the, there is this advice of this lockdown, 45 days plus, this way of isolating people that are healthy, and what turns out, in my opinion, to be completely foolish, has people believing that the safest thing, the most healthy thing they can do is isolate themselves, when in fact, just from traditional biology, traditional study of germs and infections and all that stuff, that it is actually healthier for you to be out in society and for healthy people to be exposed to this so that it brings and builds up the herd, um, I was gonna say mentality, but that's not the word, but herd immunity. And that when you listen to wisdom, when you look at the data, when you look at actual science, it tells you go out and do your job. Go out and be part of society because that is the best thing for healthy people. If you are susceptible, if you are somebody who has other issues that could make you really susceptible to the negatives of this, then you need to be quarantined. But the majority of us need to be out. It's better for us as a community. It's better for us as an individual. And the listening to the foolish advice has you thinking the opposite. And this is the danger, guys, of being fools. This is one of the curses of rejecting God. Because remember, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And when you don't fear God, the, when, the wisdom didn't begin for you. And that is why intelligent people make stupid, foolish decisions. And here we have these doctors laying out the data, using the science, and showing us and showing us what we actually need to do. They're calling for California to reopen. They're calling for everyone to get back to business. And they're calling for the people that are most vulnerable, the ones that have other health issues, the elderly. Those people need to be quarantined. They need to be taken care of but we need to get people back to work. And they also mentioned that hospitals are closing floors down because people are too scared to go to the hospital unless it's for COVID-19. And we're actually getting doctors laid off and nurses laid off because there's not enough work for them. When they said when people start going back to work and actually getting sick, that's when we need them the most. So we are not responding correctly in this time of judgment. We are not. We are seeing the data. We are seeing the the ways that we are falling short in the medical industry and in education we'll talk about in a second when we get back and we're not doing the right thing and so we need to be preaching this message we need to be exhorting our leaders we need to be talking about this on the town square that is facebook twitter and we need to be encouraging people to step back from the hysteria and think rationally repent turn to god and become wise. We desperately need wisdom in an era of knowledge, of untapped knowledge, un, like, untapped, no, like where it's unrestricted um, knowledge. We can get anything we want. We can learn anything we want on the internet. We are the most foolish we've ever been in our lives. Knowledge and wisdom are two completely different things. How do we use the knowledge is the question that we should be asking our leaders and exhorting them to be doing and to be acting wisely with that knowledge and not acting like fools. Before we talk about the education aspects, I wanna to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming products. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, 25% off right now. We put in HDB team, you'll get 
beard products, beard balms, lotions, tattoo care, leather products. They're high quality products. You're already using these things. Time to upgrade, get 25% off, support a Christian company, a small business that desperately needs your support. I just lost my screen. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put in HTBT, get 25% off, support that small business. kingsmangroomingpros.com and get high quality products and where you can treat yourself. All right, well, I just lost my notes, so I'm gonna do this from memory, which I think I can do. And this is my question. <clears throat> and this is something that we were talking about last night with my neighbor, is we were talking about how people are realizing that their kids that are going to public school that are now at home being homeschooled, quote unquote, they're getting aid from their teachers, they're getting lesson plans and all those things, which is homeschool, but from a public school perspective and not the actual professional homeschoolers doing it. And they're realizing how much more they're learning in this state, in this model, where there is attention being given to them, where people that are invested in their future. Now, I'm not saying that teachers don't care about their kids and want them to learn, but a family is far more invested in their kids being successful, learning, becoming wise, becoming knowledgeable, and becoming a productive member of society far more than a teacher is that has 30, 30 students a year. And again, I'm not saying teachers don't care or don't want them to learn, but there is a certain amount of investment that a family has that teachers just do not have. And I hope that's very obvious. I'm just, I don't even know why I have to hedge against that, but here we are. And we're seeing this. And then also I was thinking just today that Stanford is coming out with these counter-narrative facts and these counter-narrative studies, and everyone is pushing back on Stanford and saying, oh, there's questions about their study. Oh, there's questions about how they did it. There, it's not really, we don't really know if what their studies are proving are true, if they're valid, all these things. And this is one of the top universities in the world, not in our country, in the world. And my question to you is this, is if we can't trust the studies of something this important from one of the best colleges, best universities in the world, why do we pay to send our kids at all the universities? If we can't trust the university to come out with a study on this issue, if we don't believe the data, why do we believe them on anything else they teach? A top university. So we're questioning the ability of one of the top universities when a majority of us are going into debt or sending our kids to go into debt at a school that's far less elite than Stanford is. And we don't question them the same ways. But if it is true that Stanford can't even pull off a legitimate study, why are we sending our kids to their schools and schools of a lesser caliber? And especially when we see in our own public schools, our kids are learning far more when they're not teaching. So I ask you, what now? What do we do now? Do you just send them back? Like, okay. You like realize like, oh, my kid learned so much more now that they're at home and they're doing this online training because I'm there to help them and I'm engaged and whatever. And then you're going to go back and you realize, oh, they learned less. They learned less now that I sent them back next year. Like, is that what we're going to do? Are we going to continue to just send our kids to universities that we don't even trust their ability to conduct a study that's legitimate? Are we going to continue to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, trillions and trillions of national student loan debt when we don't even trust university studies? Like, if they can't get this right, guys, 
What are we doing? And I think that this realization scares the elites to death because that is why we're seeing these articles. I think I've mentioned it before on this show. I definitely mentioned it on Reform Jellicle with A.D. Robles that these articles are coming out bashing homeschooling, trying to outlaw homeschooling, trying to outlaw private education because they're scared to death that the mask is going to be ripped off and nothing's going to be behind there. That there is not education happening, but it's simply indoctrination. And our kids are being duped and gypped out of the education we thought they were getting. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, I think one of the things that we can do is get our kids out of public school and stop sending them to college. Another thing we could do is start repealing property tax that is funding these schools, these public schools, funding them regardless of your kid goes to them or not, because they're not teaching our kids effectively. Again, there are great teachers. I'm sure there are people that really care. I know there are actually, but it's just not cutting it. And it's not their role anyways. It's not their role to educate. And you see this with teachers. They don't understand. They're, they are not in charge of educating our children. We are as parents. We may have teachers that, that act as consultants, as people that come alongside and help us educate our children. But as parents, we are ultimately responsible for the education of our children. And we're seeing the fruit of that. See, it's not just like, oh, man, that's one more role I got to do. That's one more task I have to have. But when we properly assume responsibility the way God created it, there's blessing in that. Your kids start to learn more. They start to become more educated and they're going to do better in life because your parents are owning the responsibility that they were created to and the natural blessings that come along with assuming the roles that God has appointed, there are the blessings that come along with that. So we can repeal property tax. We can stop sending our kids to public school. We can start looking for reforming how we think of educating. I think a big advantage is something that the Germans do, from what I hear, is that high school is an area to prepare you for your education. Not prepare you for college, but prepare you for, I mean, sorry, not prepare you for education, prepare you for your career. Not to prepare you for college, but to prepare you for your career. There's still education that happens there, where you are being trained, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to college. Now imagine when you're in junior high, you're assessed, your abilities, your work ethic, how well you do, and you test to get into college at 13 or 14. Obviously the testing is changes and all that stuff. And if you have the desire and the ability to, and the work ethic to go to college, to become a doctor, to become a mathematician, to become a scientist, whatever those legitimate Ed, college education, those second, um, not secondary, what's the word? Anyway, those advanced degrees would require, those those professions would require an advanced degree. Then you go to that. And if you don't want to, or you don't have the work ethic that you've proven through elementary school and junior high to get there, then you go find another job, a plumbing, electrical, maintenance worker, you know, someone who works on robots, a ton of jobs that we have have for some reason created a negative connotation to, but there's none whatsoever. And they go become apprentices. They go learn specific courses for those roles. And what happens is, then you have kids that are going to be competent masters of trades by 18. 
there have five years of studying and learning, being on the job, working under somebody who is skilled in that area, and have years and years of training. And instead of going into debt at 18 to get a stupid degree that doesn't make sense or to get a degree that you're not going to get a job in, you have become a master of your trade at 18 and are making a good living. Imagine how our society would profit from that and not wasting time and wasting trillions of dollars on student loan debt. That doesn't make any sense. Another thing we could do is stop sending our kids and stop and effectively doing this is having schools, having universities stop teaching degrees that are worthless. There's a lot of them. You don't need an art degree. Go learn how to make art from an artist. Go learn from nature. Go learn from what the skills God has given you. You don't need to be a manager. I'm not even saying these are all blue-collar jobs that you don't need an education for. This is another thing we were talking about last night in the neighborhood, and we'll just close with this. Is Good managers do not learn how to be good managers from college. They learn, they, are, they learn to be good people. Uh, they learn their social skills. They learn how to be people persons because of their learning how to interact with people. They can learn how to do better management. They read books. They, they educate themselves. I'm not saying they don't educate themselves, but I have never seen a good manager that credits their management style and their skills to their education. Not one. And so if you want to be a manager, then there should be ways for us to get you into a job where you can learn how to manage from good managers. You will learn far more on how to manage from being an assistant to a manager, not an assistant manager, but assistant to the regional manager, watch the office a lot, then going to college and getting a bachelor's degree in management. I guarantee it. And I'm not even saying that you shouldn't have courses or you shouldn't have certificates to get, but it's far different than sending them to university. You can go get an accounting certificate where you learn the basics of accounting. That's helpful. You go learn the basics of marketing and all these things where you don't need a degree. You don't need to waste your money. And these are some of the ways that we should be looking to change and evaluating the shortcomings that we have discovered in education, the lower levels and the higher levels of learning as well. So I hope that's helpful. Think about it. Don't just go back to the status quo. Let's build from this. Let's repent. Let's seek God's wisdom and how he wants us to lead our lives, how he wants us to raise our children, and let's go be successful. Talk to you tomorrow. God bless.